0: What is a calling? Is it what you're supposed to do or what you want to do? What is a calling? Is it something that plays to your strengths or something that stretches your limits? What is a calling? Is it something that brings you benefits and rewards or something that does something good for this world? What is a calling? Is it something you've always been meant to do? or something you haven't ever imagined doing? What is a calling? Is it a response to an external voice or a response to the voice within? What is a calling? Is it taking responsibility beyond your named responsibility or knowing your place and staying in your lane? What is a calling? Is it teaching others to do something you are good at doing or further developing your own skills, your own craft? What is a calling? Is it a commitment to a lifelong piece of work or an uncovering of the next step in a yet-to-be-determined journey? What is a calling? Is it a gift you've been given or is it a claim you stake What is a calling? Is it something that takes you away from the mundane? Or is it something that immerses you more deeply in the daily tasks of life? What is a calling? Is it something that says, you are special? You can do something that no one else can do, or at least you can do something better than anyone else can do it? Or is it something that says, you are one of many You have a place in the community of effort, of gifts, and you can share in the work. What is a calling? Is it something you already love or something you have to learn to love? What is a calling? Is it something you have to do or something you want to do? What is a calling? Is it your livelihood or is it an adventure? What is a calling? When Jesus extends a calling to Simon and Andrew, they are in their boats, casting their nets into the sea as Jesus passes by, as the Gospel of Mark tells the story. They must not be very far out in the water, or else Jesus is using his outdoor voice when he says to them, follow me, because there seems to be no delay between their hearing and their responding. Immediately, they left their nets, is what the scripture says. Immediately. Immediately. Did they row to the shore and take just enough time to beach the boat before they hustled after him? Did they abandon the boat in the water, jumping overboard and swimming or splashing through the shallow water to get to shore and leaving it up to someone else to secure what they had abandoned A little further along the shoreline are James and John, mending nets. Jesus calls these two as well, and they too immediately respond, leaving their father and the hired men behind. It almost sounds as if they receive the call and follow Jesus without a backward look, without hesitation, without question. I don't really get it, to be quite honest. It doesn't feel sensible to me. It doesn't even feel quite real. It feels like a one-dimensional story. Person A says, do this, and person B says, okay, and does it. What kind of true-to-life story is that? Where does that sort of thing happen in real life? And what about the characters presented in the story, these fishermen, and their lack of questioning or wondering As Jesus comes into view and extends the call to these ones who will become the first disciples, the men he calls seem not to even raise their eyebrows. That is, they don't even ask the most basic questions. Who, what, where, why, how, who are you? What are you asking of us? Where are we going? Why do you want us? How is this all going to work? I asked that whole series of what is a calling questions at the beginning of the sermon, 14 of them to be exact, and you could probably add another 10 if you gave yourself a little time to think because when it comes to figuring out a calling, even in a general sense, questions like that just flow. And probably even more so in the specific moment of calling, what does this call mean? Where is this leading? Am I being specially called, or am I called because I just happen to be in the here and now? What does this calling moment have to do with my life's purpose, my life's possibilities? There are naturally all kinds of questions around a calling. So why aren't the fishermen asking Why do they just stand up and walk out of their lives as they've known them when Jesus says, follow me? When you have a task, a place, a job, when you are working at something, even if you aren't entirely in love with it, and someone says, drop everything and come along with me, I am calling you. You look before you leap, right? At least a little bit. You think about it, you ask at least a question or two, right? I think one of the reasons that Mark includes the detail in the story about James and John leaving their father in the boat, mending the nets, even to the point of offering their father's name, Zebedee, is to make the point that these guys aren't anticipating a calling. They aren't just waiting around for someone to come and call them from something that didn't matter or from a place of purposelessness. They had a job. They had a home. They had a family. They belonged somewhere. And yet along comes Jesus, and they walk away from everything. And because of that, I've always thought that perhaps the point of this story, as one-dimensional as the story seems, is to make just this singular point. If you are a fisherman along the Sea of Galilee in first-century Palestine, you may not walk away from everything for anyone else, but when Jesus calls, you go. And by implication, if the first disciples did it, men who already had work and ties in the community and something worthwhile to do, a livelihood, a way to make a living, a place to live, a family to look after, if they did it, responding immediately and completely to Jesus calling them to fish for people, as the text puts it, then we should too. Working from that quite literal two-step interpretation, we might conclude that what the story is telling us is that while we may be living our lives doing something, probably something of societal value, but likely pretty mundane, what we are really doing is waiting for Jesus to come by. And when he does... We better be ready to do what he calls us to do, which is something that involves not only responding to his call to follow, but responding to his call to then call others to follow as well. Jesus says, follow me, and we are to respond immediately. So whatever else we might think we are doing, whatever else we might think we are meant to be doing, what we are really doing is just watching and waiting for Jesus to come by. It makes some sense, I suppose, if general discipleship is the primary frame through which we look at life, but that doesn't make it se- that it doesn't make sense in terms of what being called or having a call means in a deeper way. It doesn't make as much sense in terms of our life's purpose in a particular way. Because remember... Ours is not a literal Jesus moment. We aren't sitting by the Sea of Galilee mending our nets. So if their story is actually our story too, then answer me this. How will we know that it's our calling moment? Or is every moment a calling moment? Is Jesus perpetually calling us? And if so, what does his follow me command mean is the ultimate purpose to be followers who invite more followers is this calling only about trying to come along with the Jesus who teaches and directs his disciples to do very specific things in the gospel stories or is our calling something deeper something that involves discernment and discovery asking the questions that the fishermen don't seem to ask In the church context, we are fond of talking about calling in that deeper sense. And so when we talk about calling in this context, we mean to speak of something more than a job, something that is more like a worthwhile spiritual purpose that is particular to us. Such a calling is more closely related to vocation than it is to work. To vision than it is to reaction. It's thinking of calling as something that requires a depth of self understanding, of purposefulness, of linking your gifts with the needs of those around you, a way of thinking of yourself as doing something useful and impactful. Having a calling in that sense suggests that perhaps there was a voice involved, yes, but that the invitation offered by that voice was not vague or without direction, and the response of that to that voice was not impulsive or reactive. A calling in that sense is something more solid, a match of who you are with what you are meant to do, We have often thought of calling as being summoned to a special and particular spiritual vocation. And yet, the calling story for the disciples in the Gospel of Mark has nothing of that sensibility. It is, as I suggested earlier, one-dimensional. It is almost as if it didn't matter who was there along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, It could have been anybody. It just happened to be two sets of brothers, two pairs of fishermen. The calling was just a function of who was there when someone passed by. Where's the purpose, the wonder, the match of gifts and needs, the intentionality in that? And such thinking forces me to confess that I'd like to think that my calling, my Christian calling, is something particular to me. I'd like to think that my calling, my special purpose, as it were, is more than me just signing on as a vehicle to extending the call to the next set of people. I'd like to think that my calling has some depth of meaning, some grander purpose, I like to think, I guess I'm saying, that if the calling I receive, the calling you receive, is significant, purposeful, meant to be, that it would have clearly some uniquely special and sacred quality to it. That God sees that I am suited to something particular, and God reveals that to me, calls me to that. And yet in the gospel story, here are these unremarkable, otherwise already occupied, seemingly incurious fishermen mending their nets. Jesus speaks to them, maybe not even breaking stride as he walks by, and off they go. He calls, they respond, they leave everything behind immediately, completely. It seems as simple as that, and that simplicity bothers me. Do they know something I don't? Are they more visionary, trusting, adventurous, intuitive than I can ever manage to be? Or are they just more lucky that the actual Jesus shows up and speaks to them with real words in a real and tangible voice? Somehow for them, it is enough. Just those two words, follow me. They just have to move their feet. Still, it seems to me like this is about more than just moving your feet in response to the words. So I looked at the word call. Again. And the word call here in Mark's gospel, kaleo, isn't just a word that refers to summoning. And it's not the word for calling in the sense of offering a statement of purpose, it's actually a word that also means. To name. So maybe there is this thing about being summoned from what you were doing to move on to what you might do next. And maybe there is this thing of having a calling, a purposeful vocation, a thing that you are to do in this world according to your gifts and the world's needs. But maybe it begins first with a naming, a naming. You, I'm calling you. I'm naming you as someone who will come with me. And I'm inviting you to consider this possibility from here on out, we might share the same name, a family name. We will have our identities linked And therefore our purpose connected. I am naming you as someone who belongs with me. My name is your name now. My purpose is your purpose now. So come along. We will have a new name, a new identity together. Together we will be good news bringers, healers peacemakers, nourishers, justice advocates, people of compassion, salvation sharers, change agents, children of God. Maybe this is what is happening in the story. Maybe the fishermen aren't waiting for Jesus to tell them what to do or where to go. Maybe they are waiting for him to tell them who they are. What is a calling? Maybe it's the voice, it's the experience, it's the opportunity that tells you who you are. That would explain why being a parent is a calling. Being a neighbor is a calling. Being an advocate or a first responder or an educator is a calling. The calling isn't just what you do or even whether you are better than others, or even the best at what you do, but it is the place where your purpose and your identity meet up. So think of it this way. Think of your I am statement. What is your I am statement? You have probably a dozen of them. Maybe you have 50 of them or 100 of them. And the statements might evolve over time, but right now, what is your I am statement? The place in your life where your purpose and your identity meet up. The place where your calling finds expression in connection. Let me give you an example. I am the person who takes my son's dog for a walk while he is still at work. Because about an hour before he gets home in the afternoon, When I come home for lunch, the dog is getting anxious, and walking settles it down. Is that my calling, noontime dog walker? Certainly wasn't my calling a few months ago, but now it seems to be. It's a piece of my calling anyway, my I am, because I am connected to my son and my son is connected to his dog and so now I'm connected to the dog. Is it deeply purposeful walking the dog? Does it further the kingdom of God? Does it give my life meaning? Not exactly. It is purposeful but it's not kingdom bearing. It isn't meaning-making but it is important, at least at the moment, and it is a little bit of kindness and mercy. So my calling, my I am, I am a preacher, I am a pastor, I am a friend, I am a spouse, a parent, a neighbor, I am a part of this community of faith, I am a soccer coach, a resident of this town, a relative to a far-flung extended family, a person who is always trying to learn something new, and at noontime, a dog walker. And my calling is to be all those things and to inhabit all those spaces, to live out all those roles, in some manner that looks like walking along with Jesus, following along with him. How about you? What is your I am statement? What does it have to do with Jesus and who he is inviting you to be or to become? You have a calling. Both a big purpose and an everyday set of responsibilities. You have a calling, both an emerging identity and a place of belonging and identification. What is your calling? The answer is found in your connections, your compassion, your faithful actions, and your response to the next holy invitation that comes your way to be who you are meant to be in the company of Christ. And don't forget, Jesus keeps calling you, inviting you to not only come along, but inviting you to become who you are meant to be in relation to him, and in relation to all those who are around you and to whom you are connected. Jesus keeps calling to you, inviting you to not only come along, but inviting you to become who you are meant to be in this particular moment and in this lifelong journey. Listen for his voice. Amen. Please join me in some moments of silent prayer and reflection.